Hi everyone, I'm Ben Johnson, mental health and exercise coach, private gym owner from Newcastle, online coach of the Revival Programme and outnumbered dad of two strong, independent daughters, just like my wife. As I can't get a word in with them at home, here's my chance. Welcome to my podcast. This show is a combination of my own personal growth, life experiences and experiences of coaching people for over a decade to help improve their health, happiness and life fulfillment. There's a lot of people struggling to find sustainable physical and mental health solutions, so I want to provide you with some key insights and key tools to help. If you find this information useful or even just enjoyable, it would be absolutely amazing if you could hit the share button or leave a comment. You can also follow me on any of my social media platforms that can be found in the description text of this show. Here we go, episode one. I'm coming in all guns blazing. I'm going to say it straight away. For me, in my opinion, the health and fitness industry is largely failing you. It's failed me and it's failed so many people that I've coached in the past. It's massively, massively focused on just fat loss, on just weight loss, things like six-week fat loss programs, getting shredded, before and after photos, losing 20 pounds in six weeks, eight weeks, whatever it is. And I'll be honest, I've been there. The health and fitness industry pulled me down that route when I first qualified as a personal trainer many years ago. I thought it was the thing to do. And I've been there and I've offered those six-week programs, those fat loss programs that we do weigh-ins every couple of weeks. I ask for before and after photos. I did measurements, circumference measurements, hips, waist. Been there, done all of that. Offered diet plans. So if anybody who's listening to this that's from the Northeast and has been part of one of those programs with me many years ago. I'm here publicly apologizing. For me, at that time, that is what I thought that people wanted. I thought that's what the health and fitness industry was all about. And at that time, the knowledge that I had, that was what I thought was best, the best service to offer. So first and foremost, I apologize to anybody who was part of any of those programs, any of those plans. Secondly, though, I hope that this information can help you moving forwards for your long-term health and fitness with the new information that I have, the new experiences that I have, and sort of understanding people who want help much, much better. Let's have a look at the terms physical health, mental health, social health, let's have a look at health in general, and let's have a look at fitness as well. So if I was to look at the definition of fitness, all right, experts define fitness as one's ability to execute daily activities with optimal performance, endurance, and strength. So that's fitness. If we now look at health, the definition of health is a state of complete physical, mental, and social well-being and not just the absence of disease. So health and fitness, got a bit of a better understanding about what they actually mean, the definitions. So let's consider health and fitness against the majority of the health and fitness industry, which is all about extreme fat loss, extreme weight loss. And basically, these programs have the aim to elicit the quickest possible results in terms of that fat loss and weight loss, all right? if that, Let's look at the vast majority of those. And again, I'm talking from experience here. They offer restricted food plans, diet plans. They offer 
absolute beastings of workouts. Could be one hour, could be 45 minutes. And those workouts don't really have much care for anybody's initial fitness levels, initial mobility. Um, they don't have much consideration for injuries, and they definitely don't have much consideration for safe technique progression. Probably one of the main aims is to get as many people in as possible into that one session. And these programs, the very, very end goal focused, the willpower driven. Let's get to session number 18 of 18 over the six weeks, or let's get to the end of the eight weeks. There's a constant reminder that you, you've got a weigh-in day coming up, mind, or you're going to be doing before and afters, or we're going to do these circumference measurements, remember? So there's always this end goal focus. So all of those things that I've just gone through, for me, that means less nourishment. You're on a restricted diet or food plan that could potentially be cutting out certain food groups or massively, massively limiting the variation of foods that you get. So that's less, nourish less nourishment, less recovery. Probably going to put you through at least three workouts per week, and they're probably going to want you to do some extras on top of that. Some maybe four, five, six times a week wanting you to go through these very, very tough, high-intensity workouts over and over again. So there's less recovery there. All of this also means to me that there's probably going to be extra and very likely excessive stress put on your body. Okay? So there's less nourishment, less recovery, and excessive or at least extra stress. That doesn't really equal health and or fitness. Fitness being one's ability to execute daily activities with optimal performance, endurance, and strength. If you're a parent, think about your energy levels that you're going to have when you're less nourished, less recovery, and more stressed. Are you going to be working to the best of your ability as a parent? In your career, when you're less nourished, less recovery, more stressed, do you feel like you're going to be making the best decisions within your career? That is what being able to execute your daily activities, i.e. fitness, means. These things are not promoting that. That is not good management of diseases, good management of fatigue. It's not good management of stress. And for me, that's an absolute recipe for injuries, burnouts, sickness, chronic stress, and other poor forms of mental health. All things that are going to push people into this all or nothing mindset, which I'm going to get into in a second. Anybody who does go into this all or nothing mindset and goes into this vicious cycle is going to increase their sedentary and their inactivity behaviors again. So I've mentioned their mental health. Everybody has mental health. There's a difference between mental health and mental illness. Mental health, you can have poor and you can also have positive. And that'll interchange through everyone's life. And it'll vary at different levels of intensity. So poor forms of mental health are things like stress, guilt, worry, anxiety, depression, uh, low self-worth, low confidence. And all of those things, all those forms of poor mental health are all associated with that stop-start cycle. So here's a process that I've seen so many times throughout the last dec decade of coaching people and seeing other people and speaking to other people, friends, family members, all right? Start some sort of fat loss, weight loss, strict, fat, fast, quick as possible program. Go through the process, they feel shite in the process because of everything that we've just gone through, and then they end up stopping. That is the cycle of all or nothing. 
That is a stop-start cycle. And all of those things, stress, guilt, worry, anxiety, they are all linked to that cycle. All forms of poor mental health, talking about health, physical, mental, and social well-being. So we've got to take that into consideration when we're talking about the health and fitness industry. On top of that, let's take a look at health definition again, physical, mental, social well-being. During these programs, these fat loss, weight loss programs, weigh-in clubs even, I'm going to chuck in there as well, it's highly likely that no socialising goes on or very little because when they're in the programme or, or whatever it is in the plan, they've got this I'm on it mentality. When I'm on it, I definitely can't go out for a drink with friends. That's not on the plan. That's not in the programme. Or I can't have a pizza or a coffee or a cake with some friends. Socialising is seen as a bad thing and it is minimised. So when we're talking about physical, mental and social well-being, that can be lost during these programmes. Even more, there'll be zero education about how you can improve your health and fitness long-term whilst socialising. How you can incorporate these socially healthy things, going out, meeting friends, enjoying food, having some drinks, but also focusing on improving your overall physical and mental well-being as well. Again, health has been lost with the majority of the industry. And in my opinion, it's an absolute shit show. And we all deserve better. You deserve better. But until the industry on a whole changes, and there's a lot that needs changing, but there are certain uh, certifications and awards that are trying to help change the whole industry, such as the Mental Health and Exercise Coaching Award. But it's a slow process. We are starting to turn a corner, but until that happens, we've got to look at what you, you the consumer, can do until the industry changes on a whole. So I just want to share um, four tips with you that are going to help you moving forwards. Number one, you need to fully understand what health and fitness really means. So like we've gone through there, the definitions of health, the defin definitions of fitness. Then once you understand those, then you need to look at and understand how improving it is going to positively impact literally every area of your life, physically, mentally, professionally, so with your career, personally with your relationships, socially with friends and family. When you improve the whole aspect of health and fitness, it will positively impact every single area of your life. Notice how I haven't even touched on how that's going to impact how you look. So that's point number one, get a better understanding. Number two, Change your focus from this short-term shape change, um, clothing size change, weight number on a scale change, and start focusing on how you feel, how you perform day-to-day, -day, and how it impacts your overall health. When you flip that focus, when you change it to feelings and performance, you'll actually find that the shape goals, the looks goals, the weight goals that you had, they'll probably happen indirectly, and it'll happen in a much more enjoyable and more sustainable way. I'm not sitting here saying that you can't have these aesthetic goals, aesthetic being weight, shape change, but just don't make them your sole focus. Think about this. It hasn't worked for you so far by focusing on those. So why not change things? 
change the focus. It hasn't worked so far. It hasn't created a sustainable solution. Point number three, change your inputs. Your inputs being your social media, other forms of media, magazines, TV shows, etc., etc. All right. These are mostly reinforcing the wrong focus for your exercise and nutrition routines. It's going to be focusing on your looks, your weight, your shape, rather than what we've just touched on, focusing on your feelings, your mood, and your overall health. You can do a social media audit. Go through, have a look at who you're following, which A or Z list celebrities you're following that are potentially promoting that health and fitness is all about how you look. Even coaches, personal trainers in your local area, online coaches, anybody, have a look through your social media and see how much is drumming you to believe that your health and fitness is all about looks and shape. You can stop following those. Take them out of your life. Take them out of your headspace. And finally, number four, seek help from trainers, coaches, either locally or online, who actually want to help change your mindset. Those who actually want to build your independence and set you on with life-lasting changes that you can take forwards for yourself. If you've got a return, here's a point that I really want you to listen to. If you've got a return to a method or program two times, three times, four times, over the last couple of years, it has not worked. The amount of times I've heard somebody say to me when I first speak to them, I'll say, right, what have you tried in the past? And they'll say X, Y, and Z, and, that's, and, and then I'll say, so has it worked? And they say, well, yeah, it worked at the time. And I'll reply, it hasn't worked, because you wouldn't be having this conversation with me if it worked. We need to change the meaning of what worked means. Working means that you have found something that you can do independently for the rest of your life without having to rely on somebody else. You shouldn't have to feel like your progress, your confidence, your health, your self-worth is in the hands of someone or something else. It's got to come within. And that should be taught by a good coach once when it's done properly. So make sure you're shopping around. Don't get dragged into coaches, trainers, programs with the best before and afters. Because here's a little side note. 80% of those clients feel absolutely fucking miserable. And they'll not look like that anymore because it hasn't lasted, because it hasn't been sustainable and they've followed the stop-start pattern. So there's four points. Yes, the health and fitness industry needs to improve massively. But until it does, and as it does, you can also control a lot more than you think. So use those tips Hopefully you found that useful. Let's start putting health back into health and fitness. Thanks for listening.